We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, happy Friday to you. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We are not usually a live Friday show, but we're doing one today. We figured, what the heck, the holidays are coming up. You know, we're going to miss, you know, some time, and there's been all kinds of craziness going on. So the gang's all here. Vince, Jesse, Sean. How's it going, guys? Ready to roll, baby. Friday. It's Friday. Yes, it is. Thank God. Five more days. Till I'm on break. I was gonna say I'm, my last day is next Thursday, so Ooh, I got a week. One day earlier, yep. one day earlier than me. Um, I saw right before we started. I don't know if you guys saw this. Rico Flores, oh, has uh, committed to UCLA. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Wow. They wait. Coast didn't coast. Did, did Chip Kelly get fired, or is he still there? No, nope, he's still there. There was okay. talk that he could get fired, but I think okay. I think beating USC definitely well. helped him kind of salvage things there at the end good point. when you when you beat up on your biggest rival so yeah this is true i mean everybody i mean usc was everybody's punching bag the second half of the season thanks to notre dame so yeah you know they definitely helped but those teams out there in la i mean look at brandon staley and the chargers look what happened like there's you know a lot like of people thinking he should have got the x last year and they kept this is true here we are didn't take long well, it's been a really busy last couple of weeks, and it actually has just kind of, you know, like the Rico Flores news is the most notable news that has anything, you know, related to Notre Dame today. A week ago today, we were talking about Blake Fisher making his announcement that he was, that he's declared for the draft and going to opt out of the Sun Bowl and all that kind of stuff. So we figured we'd kind of, take a look at where the roster stands and kind of look big picture and, you know, little picture as well with an eye toward both next <laughs> season picture. and the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Um, but before we kind of get to some of the nuts and bolts, I'm curious what you guys think of about how all these transfers, maybe not even necessarily the transfers, because that's almost kind of separate. They do that like the, the transfers outs are separate, but the commitments yeah. coming in is a different story, you know, coming into Notre Dame. Between that, the opt-outs, the draft declarations that have been announced and kind of this 
slow churn fashion over the last couple of weeks. How do you think that? Uh, what do you What do you think of it? I think it's ridiculous. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like how it's all spread around. I mean, it gives us something to talk about literally every day, which I guess I was is gonna a say good that's thing that's you're... nice. It, there's like it's been segmented, but it's you just wanted it all at once, or what? No, well, the problem was there was like a five day hiatus where there was nothing. There have been gaps. That's yes. probably like finals week or something. That was the week before finals week. This, this was finals is finals week. week. Yeah. So like last week we had, I believe, an announcement on Monday. We had an announcement on Friday or Saturday. I forget exactly what it was, but there I was like all those days in between. Okay. If you want to hear it, if you yeah. want to hear kind of, because Give this, <laughs> this was, you know, they have owned the news cycles for sure. The past couple of Truth. weeks. And, you know, some good, some bad, obviously, you know, the mostly bad stuff came up front again, you know, like Chancey Stuckey getting fired and then starting with Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather that and Rico, Ford, you know, like bandaid off kind of quickly. Yeah. But again, like the guys entering the portal, that's their thing. Notre Dame really can't control that. If the guys want to enter the portal and announce they're entering the portal, True. that's, that's their deal. But the other stuff they were strategic with how those announcements came out and they were, you know, the, the, the timing, you know, the ones they can control, it, it wasn't accidental. They had it all planned out. And I, and I went back through and I made sure, and I kind of went through like in the order, you know, we've got our stories posted. I've got to find the oh, right yeah. sheet here, but there I've got go. them all. So like, let's start with Monday, December, actually. Yeah. Monday, December 4th. Right. Okay. That is the day the transfer portal officially opens, okay? So now you've already got a bunch of guys in the portal at that point. Braylon James, Ramona Henderson, Rico Flores, Tobias Merriweather, you know, Chris Tyree. Again, you can't control that stuff from the week before. But then the portal opens, Jordan Clark commits. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then the next day, you got Maris Leofeld declaring for the draft and opting out. So you've got that piece of news. But then you, you follow that with some good news. Chris Mitchell, the Florida international receiver, he commits to Notre Dame. And so then that was Tuesday and then three days pass. It's like, that's okay. what it was. It's like, we know that some other stuff is supposed to be happening. Like, when is it going? <laughs> you know, like we knew that there were going to be some opt outs and stuff. Blake Fisher on Friday, the eighth declares for the draft and opts out. So it's like, oh, you know, obviously some bad news there. Nothing happens Saturday. And then Sunday, Howard Cross announces he's coming back. Mike Brown is announced as wide receivers coach. Bo Collins commits to Notre Dame. It's like bang, bang, bang in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. On in the a middle Sunday. Of- yeah. On a exactly. Sunday. What's going on here? And then the next day, Monday, this is just this past Monday, which already seems like it's been two weeks ago at this point. Sam Hartman opts out of the bowl. So Sam Hartman's not going to play in the bowl after saying he was going to play in the bowl. So then what happens the next day? Riley Leonard commits to Notre Dame. So you go, you know, like bad news. Now you have good news. He's in, yeah. And so then the next day, Wednesday, Joe Alt declares for the draft and opts out. But R.J. Oban, the Duke defensive end, he commits to Notre Dame. Jack Kaiser announces that he's going to return and – Later on, I believe it was that night, Cam Hart declares for the draft and opts out as well. So, again, it's like you've got good news, bad news, kind of balanced there. And then Thursday, you've got the commitment of the kicker, Mitch Jeter. You've got Audric Estime 
making his draft declaration and opting out. But like then, in the middle of the night, it felt like with Al Audric, wasn't it? Or somebody was no, late, I thought. It was actually 30 minutes before the show started. Okay. That's right. Cause I texted you. We yeah. were going to talk about the kicker and then instead we ended up, you know, it ended up being Audric Estebe's day. Right. But then toward the end of the show, Riley Mills. Riley announces. Mills. That's the yes. one that was late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's, that's kind of what the last, you know, that's what the last full week looks like. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. So what are we still waiting on, Sean? That's the question. Really, the only thing that's left is... Number zero. Is Xavier Watts coming back? The that's official pretty word. much it at this point. The official yeah. word. And, and according to all of the, you know, the Twitter wannabes, you know, uh, JJB has to make some sort of a some or he's not playing in the bowl game or he is playing in the bowl game right it's, he hasn't said Javante John Baptiste yeah from what I understand he's playing in the bowl game okay and See? so so yeah so Twitter jabroni was <laughs> yes. completely off on that if we got him we got him it all lines up the way it's the way we think it's gonna line up so we got him yes yeah <laughs> it's hilarious he's breaking news one. that like everybody knows you know, and, and, but, but JJB, I love the fact that, and I said this on an earlier show that he retweeted it and it, it would just like question marks. Like, what are you talking right. about? Like, I hope he plays 
I, I, you know what? I, I hope that my hope is that he was not going to play, and then this idiot put that changed stuff out his mind, there. and he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna I'll play you. just to prove you wrong. Like, right. I hope that's how it went down. Out that's how spite. I want it to go down. Out yeah. of spite. That's yes. right. <laughs> I live my life out of spite. So I hope that that is how he went about this decision. <laughs> but they have definitely, you know, like to your point, Vince, like I'm glad it was strung along. I felt like though, yeah. like they could have even, you know, rather than have like four different things happening on the same day, like it could sure. have been, you know, there were some empty days there that, in between. Yeah. That yeah. the empty day thing was, was tough for me. I didn't like right. that. And now that we've kind of hit the weekend, I hope there's really no more announcements. Like, obviously, I want to hear if, if Xavier Watts is coming back or not. Okay, that's awesome. But, like, now it's time to kind of turn the page to the actual game itself. Like, can we can we figure out who's playing, who's not? Let's actually talk about matchups of the game and things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like it's time to do that at this point. You know, Oh, there's I mean? a game so, to play. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Like in two yeah, weeks. I, yeah. Two weeks. Like as a matter of fact, that. two weeks from today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is two weeks from today at two o'clock. Has any of the moves surprised you guys? I don't think so. No. I mean, I mean, I, portal stuff, maybe. You know, guys yeah. leaving via the, yeah. you know, to a degree. I, I, here, I think here. the, the Fisher announcement initially when I heard that that was going to happen was like, really? Yeah. But but I have had plenty of time to get used to it. So other than that, nothing really has surprised me. I feel like I, the Marist one is what I thought Vince was going to say. No, that did not surprise me to it, really. <laughs> I mean, I – yeah, nope. Honestly, I was I was wondering if all three of the veteran linebackers were going to come back or, you know, what was yeah. going to happen there. True. And, you know, that's, that's one where – I do wonder, you know, Kaiser ends up being the only one of the three coming back. Like, you know, I wonder how much of that, you know, as much as Al Golden likes the veterans and, and all that different kind of stuff, at some point it's time to move on. Yeah. And how, how much of that came from the coaching staff? How much was just, you know, just their decision? How much of it was a combination? That kind of thing. But, you know, yeah. they, they had eligibility and potentially, even if they were going to leave Notre Dame, could have gone someplace else but they're they're you know making a run at it in terms of a pro career so yeah no i i'm i'm uh kind of happy with the way that it went down with the two guys that are leaving and and the one guy that is staying i actually like that mix and if you if you told me two guys were leaving and one guy was staying i think that is this is the way that i would have wanted it to be perfectly honest with you uh because i think kaiser has the most versatility of all three guys i think he could play all three positions and I think he will play all three positions at some point or another over the next, you know, eight months or whatever it is, right? Eight or nine months, so uh, or a year. Um, I, so I, I like and and plus he's, you know, he's a leader. He's a possibility of being a captain. You know, all of those different things. And so I think him coming back is actually really good for this room, um, especially with all the young guys that are there. But those young guys have been in the system now for a while. They, you know, they've they've got some some stuff under their belt. Like it's time to kind of let those guys loose and let them see what they can do. Let, let all of us see what they can do. But you've got Kaiser there kind of as a guiding light, as a leader in the room and all yeah. of that kind of a thing. So I really like the kind of mix that we're looking at moving forward. I, you know, somebody said they saw a linebacker hit free agency or whatever, you know, a Georgia linebacker hit the portal. 
I, I don't want them to bring in a linebacker. No. They got tons That's of talent. That's not a position they need. Yeah, I think maybe probably another defensive back and an offensive lineman. I th it, well, and obviously they're they're hosting Jamal Banks, the wide receiver from Wake Forest. I think those are the three remaining positions that they would like to hit. Sure. To, you know, to get some experience at, at those positions. But like we talked about before, I think finding the right kind of guy, you know, especially an offensive tackle who can yeah. come in and be somebody you want, who's going to be a transfer as well. Like that's tough to find. Yeah. And it's probably going to end up being a right tackle. I would just, you know what I yeah, mean? Like just sure. because of that specific profile of a guy with experience, but it's like, if you've got that much experience, why aren't you moving on to the NFL? You know, if you're a, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, that, or they're going to Colorado. <laughs> well, that's, that's where all the great offensive linemen go. Apparently there is you that listen to the media. They're all yep. amazing. Yep. That's why they left their school. Yeah. Sloppy Joe. I don't think Kaiser becomes the Mike. I think, no, that, I don't think so either. I think if anything, you know, he kind of plays a little bit of Rover and will next yes. year. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that he's going to be the Mike linebacker next year. That's just what I think. Agreed. But, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, Sloppy Joe also wants to know why Jesse is glowing. <laughs> it's got that I'm always glowing. Yeah. It's got that kind of personality. That's all it is. Um, Ross, any word on Luke Talich getting a scholarship? Just join the stream. I don't, You're not going to hear anything about that for maybe in the spring, but more likely the fall. Yeah. I mean, um, we'll get to the scholarship numbers here in a minute. Yeah. That's what's kind of coming. They're up over next, right but, now. They're not handing out yeah. scholarships to guys that are already on the team. Like that's, that's not happening. I think for him to get a scholarship, he's probably going to have to, at the very least, play himself into the two deep by the end of the right. spring. I would think that that, may, you know, like end of spring, maybe in training camp or something, if he's in the right, right. position, he gets to that. But I don't think now is the time yeah. for that. New. No. So. No. so in terms of who they've lost, I mean, the lost, the, the list does end up being, you know, you got Braylon James, Tobias Merriweather, Chris Tyree, Rico Flores. Michael Carmody, Zeke Carell, Nana Osafo Mensa, Antonio Carter. That was a little bit of a surprise, but based yeah. on production and you know just kind of how things went, maybe not. Yeah, as he didn't big play a, a whole lot this year, and I think yeah. that was the surprise in the first place. Yeah, and then he probably saw himself where he was on the depth chart, and the fact that they're looking for a safety in the portal. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably not going to happen here. Yeah, um, and so that so yeah, I, I you're right. He transfers in. He's here for a semester, and he's transferring out. Like that's. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Ryan Barnes, Ramon Henderson, Aiden Kiana Aina, Holden Stays, and then Joey Tonona came out of retirement and entered the portal, and he's headed to Purdue as well. So those are the transfers. And then, of course, you're going to lose Hartman, Estimate, Alt, Fisher, Bertrand, Leah Fowl, Jean Baptiste, Thomas Harper, the kicker, Schrader, and the long snapper, Michael Vinson, Milk, as well. But you get Riley Mills and Howard Cross back. And we're Huge. like we've talked about maybe on Xavier Watts. And someone was asking, do we think Watts will come back? I think he's leaning toward yes. And that's why he hasn't made, you know, the maybe the final decision slash announcement yet. I do think it's a great sign that he is going to play in the Sun Bowl. And as Jesse and I talked about yesterday, the fact that, you know, like, He's walking around with Benjamin Morrison and Riley Leonard in Riley Leonard's announcement video earlier hurt. this week. I don't think that's a bad sign. Doesn't so. hurt, does it? Yep. I'm just saying. 
Just saying. Um, so where the scholarship number stands right now after the addition of the kicker, Jeter, yesterday, it's at 90. Mm-hmm. And again, if Watts comes back, then you're then you're back up to 91. You're still at 90. He's counted in that number. Oh, is he counted in that number? Yeah, because, because he hasn't declared that he's leaving. Okay. Yeah, because he he put the way if you're looking at, at well, I at went through and Brian's looked at it, but thing. I didn't. There's but a yeah, lot of names so, in there that we know, right? Are, you know, so so basically, he anybody that had eligibility left, he had on that list and counted them towards the scholarship number until, until they declared they one way or the other. And so okay. Watts is already included on that list. So it's at ninety, which. I mean, I'm not a math major. I'm a gym teacher, but it means they <laughs> got to get five more to hit the Ixnay button. Um, and so whether that happens before spring or after spring, they do have to get down to 85. And we're talking about there's still a couple of positions potentially of need in the portal. So you're still going to see some exodus yeah. from this team. And again, no you don't have to get to 85 until the first game. You don't literally right. until kickoff next Correct. year. So. Correct. Plenty of time, plenty of time. And yeah. guess what? It always works out. Somehow, they always. Well, and that's, you know, after the after the bowl game is over, there's still going to be time to get into the portal. Not a whole lot yeah. of time, but there will be time. And, of course, yeah, it'll be days. after the spring as well. So. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So, short term, there is a bowl to play in two yeah. games. And, Jesse, I'll, I'll let you kind of lay this out to Vince and see what he thinks we we kind of went through yesterday what we thought with a basically a totally revamped offense starting with the quarterback and the offensive line what kind of game plan do you think that Jesse game plan <laughs> Jesse flat out disappeared he went away all right it's crazy because his he he told me the other day that his internet has been kind of acting up like at this mm-hmm. almost the same time every day for it's the a last terrible time week or two. I know terrible time. Well, so Vince, yeah, I'll just let you kind of pose maybe you know your your theory. What do you think that? Oh, there he is. Jesse's back. Jesse, lay it out. What do you? What's been going on the last it's like, okay. two days, three days around the same time? My Wi-Fi is just out. It's a lot <laughs> cool. of fun. It's Welcome fun. back. What do you think this game plan looks like offensively for the Curious Irish? They're going to get they're going to get they're going to get a majority of the defense back, but you're mm-hmm. going to again starting with Angeli and the offensive line, and you're also not going to have Audric Estime, obviously, and you got some wide receiver transfers. What do you think the offensive game plan is going to look like? Um, so I think that honestly, you know, looking at how good the defense has been and. Well, Vince, I think we're just going to have to defer to you. <laughs> That's and all right. Let you give your own theory. What do you think the the offensive game plan is going to look like? So the offensive game plan to me is going to be run heavy, and it's going to be very simple throws for Angeli to make. You know, um, a lot of the stuff that he was doing, honestly, when he would come in from mop up duty, but still running the offense. That's what he was doing. They weren't asking him to really throw it down the field all that much. They may take a couple of shots. You know, that kind of thing. But look, when you when you look at the way this game is going, and you both said it, the defense is almost completely intact. And this is a very quality, high-level, championship-level defense, yeah. right? And they're going to be missing a couple of people. Obviously, Cam Hart is going to be out. Maris Leofau, I believe, is also going to be out. Correct. Um, other than that, 
you got everybody, right? Yeah. To my knowledge. And so, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, you've got all of that coming back. Oregon State, with their third-string quarterback, is not going to be putting up a ton of points. So there, I think Notre Dame is going to be fairly conservative. Now remember, I mean, he was not great last year, but he's not a typical third-string quarterback in that he at least started, I think it was seven or eight games last season. I get it. So, I'm just saying, yeah. I don't see them being But I get that. what you're yeah. – They're not going to score a bunch of points on this defense. Not many teams have with much more high-powered offenses than what Oregon State is going to be bringing to El Paso. So I think this is going to be a, hey, the defense is going to win us the game. The offense just don't screw it up. Kind and of that's, a game. That's kind of that's, along the lines of what we went with yesterday. Yeah, like with okay. with with the with what they've got. Like, look at Marcus Freeman's big game philosophies this season. How did he play it out? The the game plans were much more conservative. And yeah. when you've got your own backup quarterback and and essentially all these other backups in there playing against what was a pretty solid Oregon State defense during the season, I I, I agree. I think it's going to be relatively vanilla i think it's going to be pretty conservative it's going to be a don't lose us the game because our defense yeah. can win us the game kind of thing and that's i think that that's the kind of game plan that we're going to see in the sun bowl offense yeah. it's going to be boring yeah <laughs> if you like so, offense it's going to be boring yeah <laughs> i finally just said screw it brought up the hot spot and said let's <laughs> go i'm <laughs> done with my internet i'm going on the hot spot shouldn't have any more issues but you guys beat me to the punch. You know, Notre Dame's going to have a lot of strength still left on the defense. Um, and then, you know, like guys like Jaden Mickey, Christian Gray are going to step up. Um, some of these young linebackers are going to get an opportunity. I'm not really worried about the defense. And then offensively, I think you're going to see a lot of running between Price, Jeremiah Love, a lot of swings and screens out of the backfield, easy passes to kind of get Angeli going. I think they might take some shots here and there if they gain a little bit of a lead. But in the in the terms or sorry not in the terms of the words of Cam Newton this week, Angeli is going to be a game manager, and that's all he's going to be. You know, rely on that defense. Don't turn the ball over. Um, and and you know, we we talked about it yesterday too. I feel like is you know this is still a big game, and it, it's it's going to get Marcus Freeman into the double digit wins, and you know him being a defensive minded head coach. I just think he's that's the kind of approaches is going to be a lot of clock management, a lot of you know good long possessions down the field. So like you said, Vince. If you want a lot of offense, this isn't going to be your game. And so yeah. I think the defense is going to set up the offense with some good field position at some point. See, like Joe says, he would let the running backs go to town, then start hurling the ball. I mean, the running backs go to town. That's one thing. The hurling the ball. I mean, think <laughs> about it. Think about it. They should. They appeared to show at times that they didn't completely trust Sam Hartman to, to hurl the ball. If they don't trust Sam Hartman, are they really going to trust Dave? Steve Angeli yeah. to do it. I just, I don't see it. You know, I know that everybody want what everybody wants to see, but I just don't think it's realistic. I just, I don't, you know, you might see a shot or two, you know, and part of that's also going to defend, depend on how much they feel like they can trust two new starting tackles to go out there True. and protect the quarterback. And again, like yeah. going back, why isn't Sam Hartman playing in this game? I think that that probably has a lot to do with it. Well, I think that's, well. you know, you bring up the tackles is something that I didn't think of as well. It's it, it, if you don't, not that you don't trust the tackles, but it's not, it's obviously not Alt or Fisher. And then you're also asking, you know, a, a quarterback to make his first start. I imagine it's a lot of one, two ball out, one, two ball out, you know, or maybe one, two, three on that back foot ball out. So if, if you're not, you know, 100%, these tackles are making their probably first starts of the season as well. So it's like 
if you got all those that that diamond of your quarterback and and you know tackles of all starting, I'd have to imagine again it's going to not you're not going to probably allow for a lot of plays to develop downfield. It's going to be a lot of kind of shorter again one two three get the ball out. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree with that. And and you know I don't know what everybody's worried about. I mean Steve Angeli is the next big thing at Notre Dame. So <laughs> oh, I, know Vince, I know what I was watching oh, the blue gold oh, game, God. you know, two years ago when he scored on all the walk-ons and third stringers. I mean, that was a feat of athletic ability that we haven't seen ever at Notre Dame <laughs> stadium. So that's Vince, what you, I'm expecting. <laughs> do you think that this offense is going to be basically the skeleton of what Sam Hartman was running? Or do you think we might see some elements of what's to come? next season i guess how much tinkering do you think of the what the offense has been done or is it just the same skeleton of what what's already been kind of done so far this season they're not reinventing the wheel in 15 practices so it's going to be the same offense that we've seen all year long you so might see yeah. you might see like a wrinkle or two that we right. have because again like you're not sure. going to have audric estimate so there might be a wrinkle or two in there I think everyone kind of comes out. There's there's typically, I mean, just look at the Gator Bowl last year, right? There's like one or two, like here's what we can put up our sleeve that we haven't shown sure. on film this year. And the fact that you've got a different quarterback helps you do that as well. But I, I just, I don't think that they're going to go out of their way, especially right. like with Texas A&M on the horizon. You know, Mike Elko already knows a lot about this is Riley true. Leonard, obviously, but they're not going to show any hint, I don't think, of anything that's going to happen next year. And Steve Angeli and Riley Leonard are two polar opposite quarterbacks, folks. I mean, even though even though we saw that feat of athletic ability and him scoring around the outside, that's not his ball game. Like, that's not who Steve Angeli is. That's not what you want to do with him anyway. Peanut butter jelly so, time. Yeah, well, it's going to be peanut butter jelly time, but it's not going to be the Riley Leonard offense that I think we're going to see in September. So... Well, let me ask you guys this big picture with where this roster is now, especially like when you look at everything they were able to add this week, you know, they, they got, they got Riley Leonard. They got the, you know, the prize quarterback out of the transfer portal. They've got two wide receivers. They've got a kicker. They hired a new wide receiver coach. Plus they got two big returnees, Howard Cross and Riley Mills. It's just like, how much better do you feel about what's coming next year? Maybe even compared to how you felt, coming into this season previously if you can anchor down the offensive line i feel great about it to be honest with you because i think the defense is potentially as crazy as it sounds might be even better shape next season um you know even after losing cam hart um and some of the linebackers but i think if you can get watts back combined with a lot of the talent at linebacker and corners um and then getting an you know the defensive end as well i think that the defense will be just fine um offensively i think you're going to have an offense that's going to be tailored around you know, these quick explosive type plays, utilizing Riley Leonard's mobility, the ability to move the pocket, um, stuff like that. Um, And so to me, I think it's all going to come down to, are you going to have a solid offensive line? Can you protect long enough to allow your quarterback to move the pocket around? Can you still control the line of scrimmage like Marcus Freeman wants to do and gain, you know, some of those three, four yards in the power run game? And so if they can, if they can figure it out amongst the offensive line, I think that they would be in a better situation next season. I am very high on what the defense is going to be able to do, right. especially if Al Golden is back, which I would anticipate being the case at this point. 
spitting on what happens on Black Monday in about four weeks. But <laughs> I I feel very – I mean, it's going to be year three of Al Golden. Maybe defense. him and Staley can swap because Staley's a defensive <clears throat> guy. Uh, I mean, I don't want another new defense. To be perfectly <laughs> no, I was just, I was just joking. Yeah. And yeah. I know you were. I, I, I feel like Notre Dame is going to be really, really good defensively because those young linebackers have only been in Al Golden's defense, by the way. And so that's all True. they know. And you're going to couple that with Kaiser coming back from a leadership standpoint. That defensive yeah. line, I think, is going to be really, really good now that we know that Mills and Cross are coming back. You know, you've got the best defensive player in the country, apparently, on holding down the backside. Benjamin Morris, like, this defense is going to be really, really good because you're not making wholesale changes defensively. You're just kind of piecing in a yeah. couple of good pieces There's here. There's no tendencies young to pieces. break. Yeah, I mean, Christian Gray has the potential to be the second coming of Benjamin Morrison, right? Yeah. So I, I feel yeah. really good about that. And, you know, these linebackers, we've seen what they can do in flashes, so I feel good about that. So this defense is going to be really good. The question is going to be, where's this offense going to be? Is this going to be a defensive-led team? I hope not. I hope the offense can hold their own. I hope they can hold their water and score points and do everything. Because at the end of the day, the offense that we saw this year, while it was not what we all wanted and what we all thought we were going to see from start to finish, they still put up pretty good numbers. Like the numbers – we're good. So I don't know if we're going to see the same kind of numbers that the offense put up this year, I, but I think you're going to see something that's a little bit more, how do I want to say it? Um, consistent. And I think they're going to be more explosive as well. Maybe not the numbers, but I think we're all going to like what we see offensively a little bit more, but it's that's gonna, where all the question marks are. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Like, Comparatively, I felt pretty good about the defense coming into this season, but after seeing what they accomplished this year, yeah. I feel night and day, you know, like even that much. It, it can be, it's it it should be a national championship caliber defense. Yes, absolutely. Year. Let's put 100%. it that way. They, like, and, and I've said this I'm not before. just talking about playoff. I'm talking yeah. about national championship yes, caliber. I agree. I This defense, I think, will be good enough to get this team to the 12-team playoff no matter what the offense does. Yes. That that's how good this defense can be. Yeah. I feel Absolutely. I feel better across the board at the skill positions, even though I felt good about Sam Hartman, but again, like you've already added two legit yeah. wide receivers that you're bringing in. There's uh, there's just night and day more production that they're going to have. Biggest question just until we get into the season is going to be what can this offensive line really do? You know, that's that's going to be the thing. Is the offensive line going to be capable of of pushing this offense in the direction that it needs to be pushed in. That's going to be the biggest question. That's what we'll be looking at through the spring. And it's what we'll be looking at during training camp. Even though I know some people are going to be pushing the narrative, the false narrative of some kind of quarterback competition. That is not <laughs> what it is. That's not, not going to be the story. And that yeah, is not I mean, what we're there's just two completely different style of quarterbacks. So there's, <laughs> there's no yeah. competition. It's, it's I, where... Yeah. The offense is headed. <laughs> and I do want to clarify because James is coming at me. It was just fine. James says, wrong, Vince. Scoring against good, I believe he means good teams, was poor. I don't disagree with that at all. I'm not saying this offense was good every single game. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying at the, the averages the say it's still right. what you got from the average across the entire season because every season has good teams and bad teams Correct. that you play. And this offense 
you cannot argue with the fact that it's the best offense in a century at Notre right. Dame, more than that, a century at Notre Dame. Because again, every season you play much better teams, you play mid-tier teams, and you play lower-tier teams. And was there a huge disparity between good and bad this year? Yes. But the end result is it put up great numbers in the, in the balance of the season. So yeah. that's just... And that's you know, all I'm talking about. Like the yeah. end-of-the-year numbers, what we had, what we saw... They were really good. And, you know, they, you know, the scoring average, all of that stuff, they were ended up, it ended up being really good. Is it the offense that I wanted to see game in and game out? No, absolutely not. So that's what they have to fix, obviously. Right. And so I don't know that they're going to be as, as good with numbers wise at the end of next year, this time next year, when we're talking about it, right. I think we're all going to like the offense better. But, but, you know, like here's, here's the example, Riley Leonard didn't have great passing numbers he beat against Clemson but he beat Clemson you know like not him by himself but Duke beat Clemson despite the fact that Riley Leonard didn't have huge numbers against them so if the stats right. don't look great but you win games I think everybody take that right yeah yeah 100% I mean there'll be some people complaining you know oh, they're always why doesn't this look better and it's like well you're winning games you know just I mean See Ian Book, I guess, for that argument, yeah. right? <laughs> right, right, right. No doubt about it. Good, bad, and no doubt about it.